Welcome to the We Are VIP podcast. Each week, your host, Casey Haston, Director of Recruiting at VIP, will bring you valuable insights from thought leaders, introduce you to incredible companies, and bring you tips for landing your dream job from our team of executive recruiters at VIP. And now, Casey Haston. Welcome to the We Are VIP podcast, a podcast devoted to adding value to your career or candidate search, brought to you by VIP. I'm your host, Casey Haston. I'm an executive recruiter, director of recruiting with VIP, and you're all around hiring guru. And I have a little bit of an interesting topic to talk to you about today. And so without any further ado, I want to bring on my guest. He's a return guest. You're probably going to recognize him. But today on the show, I'd like to welcome Bill Wallace, founder and chairman emeritus of Success North Dallas, also founder of Wallace Financial Group and chairman and CEO of Wallace Companies. Now, Bill recently stepped down as CEO of Success North Dallas um, after 34 years. This is Success North Dallas is an, a networking group, but I like to describe it as a premier relationship building group that provides members and guests with thought-provoking, educational, and mutually supportive environments. He's here today to talk about the topic of succession planning, and we're going to get into that and why this was so important for him. So once again, thanks for joining us, Bill. Thank you for having me, Casey. So I love that you were my number two episode when I started the podcast almost four years ago, mm-hmm. but... You were my first episode to record. Do you remember that day? Oh, I remember it. I remember you handed me a, a set of questions. Yes. And I tossed them out and I said, Casey, let's just have a conversation. That is not how you said it. This is how you said it. And remember, this was my first podcast. Trey, I know, remembers this too, our producer. My very first podcast. Nervous as I'll get out. And we walk in and you're like, let me see those. Let me see those. And you take my questions and you're like, no, we're not doing any of those. I <laughs> went, Okay. <laughs> but we still had a great show. We still had a great show. We, had a, we had a conversation. And, and it was good. And it was also from the heart. Yeah. Nothing scripted about it. And it brought out, I think, the real you. And the real you. Well, and, you. you know, and that was right when I'd been involved with Success North Dallas for probably about a year and a half at that point. And, but hadn't really, I'd started taking a more active role in the volunteering. And I was like, so excited that when I asked you to be on the podcast, you said yes. And it just seems so fitting to bring you back now because so much has changed. Well, a a question, how many podcasts ago was that for you? That was a hundred, hold on. I got a note here. That was 190 podcasts ago. Wow. Mm Mm-hmm. I wonder how many people have actually done close to 200 podcasts consistently week after week after week. I bet I, that number is really small. It, I, I feel like it is pretty small because I know that after you get past 10 episodes, the number drops to about 10%. You're an elite. You're an elite at 100. Huge, high elite. But I have no idea what the stats are. Too. Let's find that out for your next show. We should do that. What are the stats for people that hit 200 podcasts? And if they do hit them, where do they sit in that grouping, and what's their potential for getting to a thousand? Ooh, 
I like the sound of that. A thousand podcasts. I don't know if Trey will be able to put up with me that long, though. <laughs> what do you think, Trey? You think you can put? We're getting he's a big thumbs, you the up. thumbs up. <laughs> I love you know, it. It's a it's a family here at Real News PR, which I think is what's so cool. It's so much as we and I was telling them today because um, one of my former guests on the show is now recording here. And I saw her here today, and I'm like, I get to see you every Wednesday now. This is so great. We're normally in our busy schedules and lives. It's hard to see people like that. And so this is so much fun, but it's an excuse to get to see your friends too, you know? It's a pretty good excuse. And every time, you know, I'm here at Real News PR, uh, the conversations that go on are so interesting, so transparent, and so much fun. You know, I could stay mm -hmm. here a day. And what a great way to end the day since I've been here since 11 by being on your show now at 4 o'clock. I love that. I love it. I love that you're here I with me today. I love you too. And you know what? And I want to I want to take that a step deeper. When I say I love that you're here with me today, I mean that on such a deeper level because we almost lost you. Yeah. And so kind of walk us through yeah. and then I want to share my my side of the story, so to speak, but and it's going to kind of set us up for why we're talking about succession today. Um, so what happened? On April the 6th, I'd had a minor bladder cancer procedure. I've had bladder cancer a number of times. All non-invasive, all low grade. And evidently from that, I ended up with a latent UTI, urinary tract infection. And... So on September, on, on uh, April the 20th, I was feeling pretty bad. And I alerted the team that I may not make Success North Dallas in the morning. Well, not only did I not make Success North Dallas, I ended up with a pain in my side. I, I slept, I had a very bad night. And I thought, well, I wrenched my side. I went to the chiropractor and my temperature spiked while I was there at 104.7. Obviously, I ended up at the hospital and it goes, it was more like dominoes. If you've ever lined up the dominoes and just knocked them over, seven things that I've never had before in my life. The UTI went to acute kidney failure, went to double pneumonia that went septic, that went to two bleeding out ulcers, that went to blood clots, and I actually coded twice during this six weeks. I, I was away from the house almost eight weeks, but the six weeks that I was in the hospital. And uh, I'm here today because of a lot of prayer, prayer chains all over the world, and that, uh, you know, God just simply said, uh, go back to work, my son, you're not done yet. And that set up the activation of something that had already been in the works called succession planning. But when we look back at, at what succession planning really is, if you think about a partnership, and I was in the insurance business for 34 years, I worked with 164 startups, a partnership ends in one of two ways, death or divorce. You plan for both of them from the very beginning. A succession plan ends up working or not. Then there's two types. There's an overall corporate succession plan and there's a legacy succession plan. 
Now let's combine the two together and 70 plus percent don't work. Hmm. 70 plus percent. Why? Because egos are getting involved. They haven't done the pre-planning. And my mentor and why I started Success North Dallas was Herb Kelleher, Southwest Airlines. And you know, when he stepped down, he tried twice. First one didn't work, second one kind of worked. Well, Gary Kelly did work for a number of years. I didn't know and that. I also tried twice before I hit the, what I call the person or persons whose shoes I could not fill. And one of the times, both times, and, and we don't really need to go into the, the wherewithal, but the why is that first one tried to do it too quickly, not planned. The second one is I didn't do the appropriate due diligence. So this time I'd been working with this lady for over two years, and my number two had been working with somebody for a year. Mm -hmm. And it was not that this person was going to take the reins or not. It was that this person I was mentoring, she was shadowing me. Success North Dallas was, when, when we started, we started in 1988, and we made the group a minimum of 30% women from day one. And in 1988, not only were women not welcomed in networking, yep. they were not wanted, period, mm -hmm. the end. And I was told so many things, from, culminating with the fact I was an idiot, I was stupid, it would never work. But you ladies out there, you're why we're here 34 going on 35 mm -hmm. years later. You have made a huge difference. Uh, you were my disruptors that helped me create transformational change. And I say this because, Casey, I wanted a woman to follow me. And I tried it with a joint male-female team. I tried it with a woman, single. And for whatever the reasons, they, they, they didn't work. Uh, again, one was not the appropriate planning, one, the other was due diligence. So we've gone into, we went into a planning phase, and this wasn't supposed to occur for another two years. But while I was in the hospital, all six doctors, they all said they never expected me to get out alive. So attorneys came there, wills and trusts were revised, uh, succession plan was looked at, and the succession plan was activated. And it was only activated because we had something already in place. We had something we had tested in place. And a succession plan can also be looked at as a legacy. Some yes, some no. But in this case, it was a legacy. It is a legacy. It is my legacy. And thus, I was very protective of it. In fact, stubborn. Because I want Success North Dallas to go on another 35 years to where this young lady and young man are going to be looking, just like I looked, for somebody to step into their shoes, a person whose shoes they cannot fill. Mm. 
and that is that is how you you have a working succession plan. A good friend of mine, James Owen Hutchison, ran the Owen Mills Empire. He has a company called Regeneration Partners, and I learned a lot from Jim. Uh, Jim only works with high wealth family businesses in generational wealth transfer. Well, wealth is not just money. Wealth is so many other things. And in Success North Dallas, we have a legacy of wealth, not the monetary wealth, mm -hmm. but a legacy of connections, a legacy of spider webs, a legacy of 34 years of having people fly in from all over the world to speak and having never paid a speaker or their expenses. We have a legacy of people that have started 100 plus companies, 1,200 plus jobs, a legacy of eight Ernst & Young Entrepreneurs of the Year. And the wealth that has been created out of the room is in fact the legacy of the room. The safe space that we worked for 34 years to create in the room is in fact the legacy of the room and is in fact why this very transparent succession plan is working. And it is working today. We activated it on our 34th anniversary, October 2022. And our COO is a young IP attorney, double E, he can be a pain, I'll tell you that. <laughs> we all can. Na named, <laughs> named Andrew Reed, and he is doing a great behind-the-scenes technology. And well, and I our, just want to jump I, in there real quick. No, you can't. I know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yeah. real quick, just real quick. I just want to say one thing. Because I thought that uh, it was brilliant, and I know I've told you this a hundred times, that, you know, Andrew and I, you know, me as CEO and Andrew as CEO. This is what I was getting to, ladies and gentlemen, before my new CEO interrupted me. And the podcast well, Casey Haston <laughs> is the new CEO of Success North Dallas and is one of the reasons that succession plan is working. Now, go right ahead. <laughs> well, I just wanted to compliment you. See, this is how this works now. <laughs> I just wanted to compliment you and Jan Claudner, who's been your right-hand man for almost all of the 34 years. And choosing Andrew and I to be those people to step up to continue your legacy that we're both so passionate about because even before we even knew about these succession planning, he was already stepping up into the technology. I was already stepping up into the chief of staff to help run the organization because we believe in it so much. And when you went into the hospital, it was... It was a shocker to us because we knew you had missed one, maybe two meetings in 34 years. And nobody, we knew how to do the outside logistics, the outside the day of, but day of was you. That was you. Nobody knew how to do day of. And so it was a real trial by fire that day because it was the day before we had Seth Wall, the CEO of the PGA, that you got sick and we were all like, what do we do? And Seth had flown in from Florida. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and then the next meeting, we at least had 30 days to go, what do we do? You know, but what I was going to say is I thought it was just absolutely brilliant 
And I, I wish that more people would take the initiative to help pair people together that wouldn't normally pair, like Andrew and I. Because Andrew and I would have probably never gone into business together, never would have leaned on each other to the extent that we do today if it had not been for you and Jan putting us together. And we are not bragging. I am bragging. We are a magnificent, powerful team, he and I. And it's beautiful. And I thank you for that. You are. And what you, what you didn't know, you know it now, but that both Jan and I had been talking about the succession, had been talking about the two of you for over a year. Hmm. You for longer than that, Andrew for about eight, nine months to a year. Um, but we didn't say, oh, they're going to take over. <laughs> we kept our mouths shut and we looked at who you really were and are not just on the surface, but way below the surface. And that was such a part of the planning that had not been done properly in the past. Uh, by Herb, by me, by so many others. And I would encourage everybody, if, if you have something you want to pass on, don't wait mm. 30 years to start putting together that plan and have an activation process that can be triggered under certain circumstances. Yeah. And in this case, my circumstance was coding twice in the hospital for six weeks. And it was decided while I was in there that we would activate this after they had run that first meeting. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we did okay. <laughs> we got the speaker there for the next one. So <laughs> that was really interesting. The lights were still on at the next meeting. Yeah, yeah, the lights were still <laughs> and on. And I was not there. No. And but you did, you did pop in on Zoom. Job. I did pop in on Zoom. Yeah. I, I did for a few minutes laying on my back, propped up. I don't think I could even turn over or sit up at that point. No, you were really, really <clears> sick. It was a very scary, scary time. And, you know, and I just want to, looking back, I felt like when you told me, and I'm just going to share this story very quickly, because the way it happened was, um, you know, you're, they transferred you to rehab, and I come in there and was taking you some lunch or something like that. And I was like, and you're like, guess what? And I'm like, what? And you're like, you're taking over as CEO of Success North Dallas in October. <laughs> and I went, excuse me? And you're like, well, do you want to do it next month, which would have been June? And I went, no. And you go, okay, October then. And I was like, I think I just got tricked. You, you, said, you said, could I have another year? Right. Remember that? Yes. Yes. And I said, no, you're ready now. But it was, and I know you had those plans in place. And there had been some talk between us because I know it was very important. I know part of the vetting process was you spoke with my current employer, VIP, to make sure that there was 100% support there too, which there is, thank goodness. Um, but I didn't know the plans that were in place once the once this was activated. And it was, you know, when you first told me, I was like, there's no way I'll be ready in October. But as we went through the process, I felt like by October, I was, I mean, I'm not perfect, but I thought I was ready. You were ready in April. Mm, I don't know about that. <laughs> and you proved it. And the, the response to that was, was very good. And th that's another thing you have to do in succession planning. 
I'm 72 going on 73. We won't even talk about how old Casey is. But uh, you have to speak the language of the market before the market will listen to you. So I also had to learn how to talk to them. And I read an incredible book, Healthy Leadership by Lee Cohen. And a lot of that's leading with love. And something I say in talks that I give, and I speak all over the world, talks that I give is, is when you love on somebody, they love on you back. So there was also a lot of love, care, compassion, mm -hmm. transparency, yeah, and just downright real in the fact that the reasons, the, those are the facts, but the reasons that this has worked is because all of those things were present and still are present. Now, I don't agree with everything she does. <laughs> She's going to have to stump her toe. She's going to have to learn that I'm really right. But, <laughs> but because she's speaking to a different generation. And when I look at the young executives, we, we started a young executives group just right before COVID, mm -hmm. maybe six months before, and it had just, just gotten started. Boom, COVID. Well, that is now so vibrant under Andrew's leadership for the last year, he's passed it on to Tyler Hastings, who's awesome, and Casey's. But that is such a vibrant group that uh, I believe you said you added seven new members last month. We did. and Which is incredible. And the, the type of people that are coming in are the people that can carry this another four, 34 to 68 years. Did I say 68? You oh my did. God. Wow. You are really throwing it out there now. But, you know, and I want to add to that about the young executives because what's so beautiful about this program that we've set up is that we have also set up a mentorship program for them. So not only are they coming in, they're getting loved on, they're, you know, getting to learn just like the rest of us are getting to learn. They're also getting that expertise from those leaders in the, in, in, in the area and, and beyond because we've got mentors that are not in Dallas. Um, and getting to help them collapse that timeline to success and, and kind of not that we don't want them to have those obstacles and those challenges, but avoid the major pitfalls. That's what we're helping them to do. Well, then if you take what you just said and dissect it a little bit, mm -hmm. you're talking about succession planning. Yeah, absolutely. We are. Think about it. Cause they're our future. That's right. And I've mentored 34 doc, uh, juniors to doctoral candidates over my life. And people have asked me why I mentor. Mm. There are three reasons. One, they ask me questions that I never thought I'd be asked. Two, they challenge me in ways I never thought I could be challenged. And finally, they keep me young. Yeah. And I think that's one of the reasons that I'm still around after that six weeks in the hospital fight. Uh, there were so many young people that, that I, I, I don't even have words for it, so we won't even go there. But, uh, and that proved that proved a lot. 
And I, and I want to touch just briefly on family succession planning. Uh, a son or daughter does not necessarily need to be your new CEO. Ooh, them's fighting words. The ones that really work are when somebody will send their son or their daughter out in the workforce, mm. go make their own way, and then come back. And I can cite example after example where that has worked, and I can cite example after example where bringing them directly in to run the company hasn't worked. Now, it works sometimes, but we have to let our youth make their own way, and we have to learn to speak their language so they will speak ours. And I think that's one of the biggest issues in succession planning failures is, oh, I'm supposed to go in and run it just like Herb Kelleher did. No. I'm supposed to run it just like I know I can run it. And I know I was picked to fill, fill those shoes and that I am going to stumble. And hopefully, to dear God, the founder's still there to help pick you up. Yes. So don't do it when somebody dies. Do it before. <laughs> and hopefully plan many years in advance so that it's not, and even though you had been planning, it's not such a trigger, right? And, you know, and one thing we really have to, I, I want to point out, too, just to the people that are leaving behind the legacy, and, and not because of you, but some a little bit because of you. I mean, it's not... It is your legacy, but it can't be the same, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think that's a message that I would like to share with people that are leaving their legacy to somebody else is that it's it's never going to be exactly the same because we're not the same brain, you know? Just make sure they have a brain. <laughs> <laughs> I got very lucky. Uh, I found someone whose shoes I could not fill, and she's doing a good job. She's doing a good job for several reasons. One is she listens. Sometimes. Two, she seeks counsel, yes. even though she might not agree, but she seeks counsel. And three, uh -oh. she doesn't necessarily do it my way. No, but that's okay. It is okay because you're going to be sitting out there when I'm not around. Yeah. So you got to fill your own shoes, not mine. And you know what? And the guidance that I have gotten, and, and I do seek your counsel, you know, and I do want to hear, you know, what's worked, what hasn't worked, why hasn't it worked in the past, those kind of things. And, you know, just minor tweaks, just minor tweaks that – you know, but a lot of the stuff we're still doing the same. Um, oh yeah, but just minor tweaks. And and there. And a lot and, of that's because I don't have the connections that you have. I don't have the history that you have, to be able to stand in front of that our membership every week and say, you know, my mentor Herb Kelleher. But I can say refer back to how it got started when you started it. Well, you have to be willing to accept the mistakes 
that the people who take over from you are going to make. And you have to come to the realization that sometimes those are not really mistakes. Mm. Sometimes that's the language of the current market, the language that you no longer speak. So as, as we bring this thing all together, having a plan makes it so much easier. Not having a plan almost ensures failure. Mm. So think about it. And I, I don't care if it's a three-person, million-dollar-a-year company or if it's a 300-person, $500 million-a-year company or billion-dollar-a-year company. Thought, which takes time, has to go into this and you're not always going to be right so leave yourself a caveat to fix a mistake that's really good we believe it or not are almost out of time and oh I, no i know and i've you know i've asked you our three vip yeah. questions before but i want to ask you i'm not going to ask you all three of them but i do oh. want to ask you one of them okay and that's the third one because I want to see if it's how much has changed, if it's changed, um, you know, from the first time that I interviewed you. And just full transparency, I will have to go back and listen to that one to see if it's changed. Um, but I don't, I think it may have changed slightly. So, my question to you, my VIP question if your life's work was being summarized in a news article, what would the headline be? When we were first interviewed, I believe I probably said something like, which is still true to this day, Wallace's footprints walked through here. Now I, I would say that with a postscript, Wallace's footprints walked through here, not done yet. No, you are not done yet because we still need you. So how do people find you, find Success North Dallas? Very simple. Uh, success North dallas.com sign up for our emails uh, we have our regular monthly meeting from 7 to 9 15 a.m the third wednesday of every month mm -hmm. and for the past twi 29 years that has been at preston wood country club so don't worry about the speaker don't worry about the location just put it on your re repeating calendar because the speakers will be Fabulous. Oh, by the way, you're doing a good job with the speakers. Thank you. I'm and excited. <laughs> I can be reached at bill at successnorthdallas.com or if you want a more direct link, 214-686-7778. And I'm just, I'm, I'm excited to be upright to be sitting here today, walking around, and alive, probably more alive than before I went into the hospital. Well, we are glad you're here with us too, and so glad that we were given that chance to be able to download all that knowledge. And one other thing I want to throw out there, we do have um, plans in the work. We've got a historian that has stepped up that is pulling all of that information oh. out of your brain. 
And we're going to, that's going to be our gift to future members is to give them that memoir, to give them that information so that we never lose the history of Success North Dallas. I appreciate that more than you know. So, you know, it's, we end, I end every meeting, now we, and every talk I give, just like this, and I hope this is your life, may you do what you love to do with people you love to do it with. On, On purpose. purpose. God bless and Godspeed. And Bill, thank you. just one last thing to say to you. You are still a VIP. <laughs> thank you. And that's a wrap for today. Join us next week here on the We Are VIP podcast. We'd love to know how we can help you be a VIP. To find out more, log on to wearevip.com. 